Hey everyone, welcome to Lantern Light Adventures. Tonight we are playing the Era of the Dragons, our D&D 5e actual play. I'm Archangelic, I am going to be the Game Master for tonight. So why don't we just introduce our players? Um, Silver. Silver. Hi, everybody. I am Silver underscore Bulet here on Twitch and also over on YouTube. Tonight, I will be playing Fensiris Roxalar, who is a gem dragonborn rogue with this neat new artwork right here. Uh, yeah, uh, Penny. Hello, my name is Penny. I use she, they pronouns, and I will be playing Gift, who is a human warlock druid multi-class who uses she, her pronouns. Tara. Hello, I'm Tara. Um, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm going to be playing a black chromatic dragonborn wizard by the name of Merlin Hendricks tonight. And uh, Siliqui. Hey everyone, I am Siliqui Jaden. I use they, them pronouns. I will be playing a tiefling barbarian named Grief. Grief uses he, they pronouns and also uses a combat wheelchair. The combat wheelchair is designed by Sarah Thompson, who you can find on Twitter at the username Mustangs Art. I'm an ambulatory wheelchair user in real life, that's why I like to use it in game. I also have a ton of announcements for you all, so buckle in. All right, first of all, I want to say welcome back, friends. We are so, so sorry for the delay in streaming and the lack of communication. We have had sort of hit after hit between technical difficulties, player illnesses, chronic illness, players, family emergencies, etc. But we're back. We're ready to play. So welcome to our new space here at Lantern Light Adventures. All of our TTRPG and related content will be here on this Twitch from now on, as well as uploaded to our Lantern Light Adventures YouTube channel. There is a a link to our there link tree link in the chat, chat right now, right now, or that I need to put in there. And that will take you to all of our uh, social media our, sites, uh, social, social media, media pages. Sites, social media copy pages. and paste that in there for you. Copy and paste that in. Oh, that pasted oh, funky. Pasted funky. Um, um, sorry, guys. But, sorry, guys. Okay, thanks. All right, awesome. So um, I'll be handling most of the social media stuff and email accounts for Lantern Light Adventures and doing a little bit of graphics work like our new overlay. Um, if you want to keep up to date on everything we're doing, feel free to also join our Discord, which is linked in the chat. Um, if you want to play with us or GM for us, you can fill out our TTRPG actual play interest form, which is in our link tree. Um, once you fill out that form, I'll email you back with a TTRPG consent form, and then we can match you with games from there. Uh, please understand we can't necessarily accept everyone as we want to make sure our tables all share a good vibe with everyone and make sure everyone has a good time. And also it might take a little bit of time to get you worked into some games because we've got lots of fun projects down the pipeline coming along. So uh, please be patient and you're welcome to reach out to me with any questions or concerns that you have. And finally, you might have noticed uh, that we've got brand new character art next to to all of our faces. Um, we are so, so, so excited to show it off. We commissioned our friend Satan, who can you can find on Twitter, at Alessa Vamp Art. They are immensely talented. So go check them out. Give them a follow. I will link them in the chat. Yes. 
Um, yeah, they have uh, done commissions for a lot of our other friends as well and love their work. Satan, if you see this, thank you so, so, so much. We could not be happier with how these turned out. Um, I think that is everything. So I will pass the mic back to Matt so we can get our adventure started for the night. Awesome. Thank you so much for giving us all those announcements. Um, so let's get back into our story. Our heroes are still chasing down Jax Fletcher, leader of the Acid Guard and high-ranking member of the Restoration. In, in an effort to find him in his home city of Zarkan, you have teamed up with Billy Bob Bones. Billy has found that the annual Merchant's Gala is going to be happening in a few days at the Fletcher family's casino, the Glimmering Arrow. You all got a budget to prepare for the night and took to the shops in town, namely Adorned, the, bu the boutique, uh, to get clothing for the evening and Tripp's trinkets to get, a to get sundry items. Upon coming back to Billy's, you ran into a familiar group, the party of gift sister Vitha. After a bit of conversing, you discovered that you are both hired for the casino job. Now, this is for all of our viewers. We're doing things a little differently than your traditional D&D game tonight. We will be uh, beginning tonight in media res to keep things moving along. There will be challenges that arrive, arise as the evening goes on. Uh, as players, you can choose to just take on the, those challenges head on, in which case we will do the classic dice rolling. Um, however, you can also choose to have a flashback scene to explain how you prepared for this to happen. This allows us to stay in the action instead of having a lengthy planning episode. Having the, this flashback is not always without a cost, though. I, as the GM, may ask you to spend a hit die to overcome the obstacle without a roll as you are, as you are prepared for this to happen, but overcoming it takes a physical toll. Or... If you could bypass it with objects, items, or bribery in the days leading up to the gala, I will ask you to play out the scene and spend gold. All of that said, you all step out of a massive cart pulled by a team of four draft horses, each adorned in feathers and decorative barding. The cart is adorned with the seal of the Royal House Theru. A golden salmon gleaming, seemingly leaping over a red castle. As you step down, you behold the crowd of people exiting carts in fine dress and making their way up to the wide brick paved path to what looks like a temple, brightly lit in arcane light. Tall columns of marble jut up toward the sky over 50 feet, carved to look ivy-covered. And at the roof of this temple is a single arrow seemingly made entirely of gold that shines with its own permanent arcane light. It is a human, a human night and the air sticks to you. It smells of horses and expensive perfume. As you all step out, let's have a flashback. The title card comes up, says two days earlier. <laughs> You are in Billy's home with uh, 
everyone here and Vita's uh, Vita's party as well. Um, Billy is explaining. So every year, the the merchant families in this town have the merchants' ball, uh, celebrating their wealth and fortune. Uh, it's the four main families in Southern Reach: the Fletchers, who are hosting this year, the Whitakers, the Lairds, and the Montclairs. Jorce Fletcher is the patriarch for the Fletcher family. They deal mostly with uh, sanitation for the city, amongst other things, and clearly a casino as well. Uh, the patriarch for the Whitakers is Carrie Whitaker. Boris Laird leads up the, uh, the Laird family. They deal primarily in timber and uh, shipwright, building ships, building the ferries that you see all through here. And then there is Angela Montclair. She controls the shipping vessels on the Clay River and seafaring. She basically controls all the commerce coming in and out of on the water. Now, I have been invited because uh, I help these families here and there do a little security every now and again. And also garnered a little bit of uh, respect and celebrity amongst them. You know, and it also doesn't help that uh, my uh, my fiance is going, uh, Princess Ursula, the Duchess of the Glades. I didn't realize you were engaged, Billy. You know, uh, we're trying to keep it quiet. Uh, it, it's hard when you're two uh, high-profile people to that's, keep a, a private life. That's fair. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Now we will be traveling along with the with the princess, and you will be uh, her personal entourage as well as mine. Now, uh, Bree here. Uh, Bree is a gray tiefling, uh, kind of in. She just wears monk's clothing, part of uh, Vita's entourage. Uh, Bree here has been working as a security for the past. Uh, for the past few days, uh, doing a little recon at the casino. Now, the plan is that, uh, now did we settle on it was uh, team one and two or team A and B? I wasn't sure. Uh, I think we settled on team one and team A, if I remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. Um, <laughs> now, team A is going to be the distraction, but also maybe we'll get a little bit out of what Team A is doing as well. Uh, Vitha and her crew here are going to lay down some explosives and break into the casino's vault tonight. Now, that is not our primary goal here. Our primary goal is that Jax has been kidnapping people all through Southern Reach and holding them hostage in order to extort people throughout the realm. As you well know, he has, you've met the uh, mayor of, uh, of Stork's Run. And we have determined that he has the mayor's wife. Now, our goal is to get them all freed safely 
And if we can cause the the fall of uh, House Fletcher, then so be it. Hmm. Hopefully Uh, in the chaos of this explosion, we can make our way underneath this casino, get in, get out, and uh, save the day. Yeah, speaking of, um, do we have a map? Uh, yes, uh, Bree, and Bree will pull out. I have some rough schematics or rough layout of the casino. Don't wasn't able to get my hands on anything official, but and the we'll actually do it this way. We'll flash back to the casino floor. You are all dressed to the nines. Um, there are staff in in all in the same uniform, holding trays, bringing drinks and food to people. There are large card tables. Um, there's roulette and um, there's just reverie and everything. There's a large stage as you enter where a band is performing music for the whole night. Now, what you see here is that in the rear, there is a large balcony where it seems like there's, while while it's mainly about the four families, the four families are kind of keeping themselves up on this upper level where there are more private tables. And then the still well-to-do people in this town but a little bit more of the riffraff are down here on the floor milling about, hoping to make their way up into the balcony or be invited up there or that somebody important will come down and rub shoulders with them. Um, There seems to be this vibe of people are just milling about looking for someone important. Um, That the, this, while this is about reverie and having fun, it's a little bit of a networking opportunity for most of the people here. Um, but what you see is that there are, um, as you enter to the right, there are entrances to uh, servants' areas, kitchens, um, sanitation, you know, kind of just these off places where where the servants of this place will, will be. There's also an area behind the stage. That seems to be green rooms for the entertainment, things like that. And like I said, there is an upper balcony at the rear of this casino where there are private tables, private rooms, maybe some other things. Um, Bree said that, Bree explained to you that up there is where the vault is. So the important people who are bringing money onto the floor are bringing it from these upper levels onto the floor. These are like dumb, uh, like d- uh, dumb lifts. Yeah. So there are, there's basically the the back rooms are back behind all this VIP area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say kind of adjacent to like this green room area would be uh, like cashiers and things like that. Okay. So. So you are all on the floor. Um, Billy uh, kind of explains to you, he says, while, while Jax might know who you are, we, as far as we know, his father is not aware of his uh, extracurricular activities. 
So we're hoping, our hope, is that Jax won't make too much of a fuss if he sees you on the floor here. Because that might tip his hand to his father, who could easily cut him off. Very good to know. So you were all here on the floor. Uh, Billy is dressed up in... It looks like he could easily be at a ball or a battlefield. Um, He is still in padded armor, but there's like twice as many feathers, uh, (laughs) more blocks of color. Um, The colors slightly clash. There's these blues and oranges. uh, Some of them are gold embroidered. Um, And, but with him, arm in arm, is Princess Ursula. She is slightly taller than Billy, and she has dark skin. Her hair is in many braids pulled back into intricate uh, intricate knots at the back of her head. Her um, face is painted in red clay, but with flecks of gold in it. Um, she carries herself with like a royal would. She is second in line to the throne um, after her sister, so her older sister. Um, so she's not too concerned with eventually inheriting the throne, but she is still very important and easily more important than anyone else here. But also seems to be like a little bit of a fish out of water. There's not a lot of royalty here. This seems to be the merchant class more than anything. All right, Billy, well, uh, where to first since, uh, you know, we're gu- your guards and all. Oh, feel free to mill about. Um, it looks like there's dancing. When the time comes, I'll find you. You'll know what to do. Understood. Um, so for now, we blend. For now, you blend. Um, Billy will come to you, Gift, says. Now, you, Gift, uh, I've noticed you have a penchant for cards. She smiles. How about you escort me? We have a table. We have an appointment at a table tonight. She lights up. (laughs) (laughs) So, Billy and Gift, you will go up to the upper level. There are bouncers. Like kind of just keeping people there. There's no cords or anything, but there's definitely a person watching, just seeing it. Like, kind of nods Billy through. Um, the princess will say, "I'll catch up with you later," and just kisses Billy's hand, like, and, and uh, goes about to mingle and get a drink and everything. What are the rest of you doing? Uh. Ben's going to get a cocktail of some type and very, very slowly sip it down uh, as she becomes somewhat of a wallflower, keeping eyes on Billy at all times while giving him distance. The uh, There are some basic cocktails here, but what the specialty is here is uh, frozen daiquiris, um, which would be quite a delicacy for the time you know <laughs> mm-hmm. wow it's uh, quite amazing that uh, this drink is as chilled as it is um yeah and it is it, it is heavily like heavy on the rum it's very fruity has uh fruits that you've 
probably never tasted. Huh. And it, is that I've I've heard of it before, but is that is that papaya? That's amazing. It is papaya. I travel I've only heard so far. Of the flavor. You know the the Fletchers are really big about their fruits. Travel really far for that one. I have I have more fruits and uh, the this particular bartender, um, like dressed up um, a Goliath, uh, mm. so easily like I'm well actually probably not a head over you. You're pretty tall, <laughs> um, so about your height. So, um, <laughs> um, but like slightly chubby. Um, this uh, Goliath man, and he's like. Uh, you know, I get to introduce new fruits to the Fletchers. They're they're really nice about it. Uh, I get to serve new drinks to everyone. Now, I, I got this up north, the, this idea of make the daiquiris. And he shows you, like, this whole machine and everything. And... Oh, wow. That's, a, that's, that's some technology right there. I, I mean, if you... Did you... Did they make it up north? Did you create this? How, how does this work? Well, um, a kit here, and there, he points behind like a, a small curtain under a thing. There's like a child under there, like like cranking a machine <laughs> to keep mm-hmm. this whole thing stirred. <laughs> now, kit here is gonna keeps it moving because you got to keep it moving. You don't want too many crystals to form. Or you don't want like large crystals, so you got to keep the ice small. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. All right, well, thank you for the drink. And oh, hey, one other thing, it may sound uh, very interesting and unique. Don't, don't serve the Fletcher's durian. No matter what you do, don't, don't do that. They're, they're going to get mad at you. I'm, I'm just throwing it out right now. No, I, I, I know. Oh. Uh... Most people around here don't like durian. They're, they're weird about cheese, but they don't like durian, and I don't understand. Mm. Gotcha. All right. Well, thank you for the drink. Anytime. Uh, grief will. I will find my way. I will also get a drink, and I'm just gonna kind of slowly meander around, kind of just trying to get a general scope of everything that I can gather from just sort of casually wandering around and pretending to be vaguely interested in various activities. Okay. Um, Give me a, I'll say you can give me an insight, perception, or investigation, whichever you want. They will all give you somewhat different information. Let's go 14 investigation. 14 investigation. Oops. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so on a 14 investigation, what are you kind of looking for as you investigate here? You said you're kind of looking for just whatever you want, but like, is there something you want to really drill down on? I mean, just anything that could be helpful for what we're trying to get done tonight any signs of like secret doors anything anything weird or unusual well on a 14 you're probably not going to perceive any uh secret doors um 
it's harder, but you you do see you do see that there are more servants' quarters, servants' doors than you initially thought. Um, there seems to be just some of them look like normal door panels, but they're not. They have doorknobs on them, so they're not like unobvious. They're not like hidden, but they're meant to look like at a glance that they're not there. And sometimes someone will come through with like a broom or something from one of these rooms, but they clearly are all connected. And that's something Bree would have uh, mentioned to you as well. Um, that basically the whole, what you see on the casino floor is just one large chamber and there's multiple different uh, networks uh, down in, but the ultimate goal is to get down into the basement area where he is keeping his hostages. But you don't glean anything too specific, but there are definitely, as doors open, you see that there are a lot more workers here than are allowed on the floor itself. Okay. That there's a lot of people in the skunk works kind of like making this happen as well. Um, is there anywhere that I notice people take like breaks or is everything pretty well hidden? Yeah, you would notice that there is um there's an area where people are coming in. Like you smell like cigarette smoke as they come in and out. So you you figure that that's where they're going to take quick breaks and things like that. Okay, I just want to mental note of that location. And then also I want to mental note what a few of the servants both ones who are allowed on the floor and if i can catch glimpses of anyone not allowed out here uh just to kind of store in my head if i need to uh disguise myself at some point okay yeah you can easily do that all right then i'll just continue wandering around and you know making small polite small talk with people mm -hmm. um merlin is there anything you'd like to be doing Oh, yes, I would like to follow um, Princess Ursula and do some, some eavesdropping. Um, Princess Ursula goes around and um, she starts making the rounds of this place and she's wearing this uh, um, like orange silk gown. Um, it is... There's a heavy, thick bodice around it, uh, gilded as well. She carries her wealth on her, um, which is not completely out of place here, but definitely puts her on a different level than most of these people who are wearing, um, it seems like the merchant class wears more muted colors and uh, the men are more wearing like smoking suits and things like that. Um, whereas... Princess Ursula comes from a royal place where these expensive silks that are imported are very important to her. She's carrying herself in this way. And she goes around and give me a perception check as you try and eavesdrop. Or you can give me a stealth check if you don't want her to know you're there. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll do... I got a three for perception. Okay. Wait, no, stealth. Oh, five, stealth. Five. Yes. Okay. Give me a quick insight check. 
Six. Six? Okay. Um, as far as you're aware, you have not been spotted by Princess Ursula. You're just, you know, kind of tailing her. And um and so she's going around and people are coming up to ask her uh various things. Um, someone comes and asks, you know, just starts making small talk, but eventually the subject gets onto taxes and things like that, and she seems utterly uninterested in speaking to these people, but um, she still politely talks these, like, talks politics with the people here, Um, but she spends about, like, probably 45 minutes down here on the floor just to make her appearance amongst the people. Mm-hmm. And then she will go up to the VIP area to one of the, uh, to the bar that's up there and have a seat. And of course you are allowed up there with her cause you are her personal entourage. So, so um, is there anything else you wanted to do Merlin? So, so I'm with her in VIP right now. Yeah, yeah, you're just, I imagine you've been trying to be stealthy. You didn't do a very good job. So um, as, as she comes to the bar, she says, she doesn't turn toward you, but she says, why don't you come sit with me? <laughs> so kind of you to offer, Princess Ursula. I, I, will take, I will take you up on that. You can just call me your highness. <laughs> oh. Sorry, your highness. Now, why were you trying to eavesdrop on me? How do you know I was trying to eavesdrop on you? You are incredibly obvious. (laughs) Also, you stick out like a sore thumb. Not many dragon folk around here, you and uh, the other, the green one. (laughs) You just seem like a very intriguing person and I, I it would be such an honor to to hear what sort of words come out of your mouth I'm just curious smooth Merlin <laughs> <laughs> she says you are a wizard and an academic of magic correct <coughs> Yes. Why are you t- why are you caught up in the affairs of Sir Bones? That information is classified, Your Highness. She chuckles and she says, I love him dearly, <gasps> but he keeps the strangest company. Mm. Now, were you in Stork's run? recently i don't believe so if if i was i i have my memory is failing oh you were you were there um you were there for just a moment you went looking for these folks here and you got there after everything went down so you didn't actually see anything go down Mm. she says now I don't rule over the entirety of Southern Ridge, but I am the Duchess of the Glades. Those are my subjects. I'm very interested in their safety. Now, my fiancé has been 
as quiet as the dead about everything there. Has told me again, nothing to worry about, nothing that he can't handle. But I get the feeling that that's not true. Is there something that I must worry about? I think that's up to you, you know? We all choose our levels of fear in, in certain ways. She um, asked the bartender for a drink. It's just a straight shot of whiskey. It's just, just a, a, a glass of whiskey straight up. And um, she asked for one for you as well. And she says, well, it's going to be a long night. Might as well drink up some courage. Is that foreshadowing, your highness? These events can be tiresome. And we'll cut away from there. Um, gift. Mm-hmm. Billy takes you to a table, and this is kind of a semi-private area. It's off to the side of this kind of VIP area where the you can still hear the music coming uh, up from the floor below. Um, but it's a little quieter here. There's um, velvet curtains along the walls, keeping things a little quieter, a little darker here. The lights are not as bright as they are on the main gambling floor. Um, but there is a table in vibrant green felt, um, a card table. There is a, uh, a human man of... I'll think of the word in a, in a second. Uh, a dealer at the table, uh, dealing cards to four men, um, who you've been vaguely well. Three men and a woman are here, all human, um, all in their somewhere between their fifties and sixties. Uh, the woman being the oldest among them, and one of them comes up. One of them who. You can see the family resemblance to one Jax Fletcher and who stands up and says, now, sir, Bones, I'm so glad you could join us. And Billy says, well, I'm happy to be here. And um, he will pull up a seat and and the dealer will um, he will pass some gold to the dealer who will give him some chips and sit down at the table. And there isn't much talking at first. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more strategy going on here. And um, the man you know who recognize, he has kind of like a, he's clean shaven. He has kind of dark hair pulled back straight, kind of greased uh, back, um, a little bit pallid and in tone there's an older woman she's wearing a simple almost like georgian-esque kind of dress like mm-hmm. no fit to it just just straight um jewelry um in this white cream color and she is uh, smoking in this from like a long stem with a cigarette at the end and she kind of pipes up and she says, you've been keeping yourself out of trouble, I imagine, Mr. Bones. And he says, now please, just call me Billy. Um, 
She says, I heard about some trouble back down in, oh, one of the Glade towns. A little bit of kerfuffle. And he says, well, now I wouldn't know anything about that, ma'am. And they go through a, a few hands of this card game. And he says, and after about half an hour or so, um, Billy will say, and, and things go on like this over the next half hour of where they'll just like say something and then there'll be a series of non-answers and, and they'll have conversations that never seem to come to any conclusion, but it's all like kind of this sense of like one-upping each other, like trying to like, these are, but as the conversation goes on, you know that these are the four leaders of the four houses who have come together to put on this gala tonight. These gotcha. are the, this is Joris Fletcher, um, Carrie Whitaker of, of Whitaker Bank, the primary bank of Southern Reach, Boris Laird, and Angela Montclair, who is uh, smoking away. Boris is um, wearing a blue suit, silk on the lapels, um, he has a large, long white beard, and he says, no, the trees have not been very good this year. No good. I'm going to have to up the prices on all my ships. <laughs> and um, Joris will say something about, now that's ridiculous. We have an agreement. You'll get your money. And it, just this kind of like non-talk speaking about previous agreements and and things and um billy will eventually say now if you don't mind me i need to find uh the restrooms and he says my dear friend here can uh act as my proxy for a moment yeah if billy was making any particularly bad moves in the card game uh gift would definitely like put her hand on his shoulder <laughs> You could tell uh, that Billy, yeah, you, you put your hand on his shoulder at some point, and he continues to make these moves like he's setting himself up to be the submissive one at the table. Got it. He's folding earlier. You see yep. his hands, and he, you know, he's folding right. earlier than he should, but sometimes he'll make a move and win, you know, a little, a small pot. Got but, it. But he knows his place here at this table, even though he is himself nobility. Mm -hmm. um, so he see, lets you sit at the table and you are dealt some cards. We're going to play a little game. Sure. So I'm going to have you roll a D8 for me. Now you'll keep that secret. Okay. So. Okay, I've got it. The uh, the initial bet is uh, 50 mm -hmm. gold pieces. So that bet will have to be placed to, at the start of the hand. Mm -hmm. um, now, what's going to happen is a D6 and a D4 are going to be rolled. And those are community. Um, so, oh, those will be dealt to you. So you'll roll a D6, but those will be on top of the table. You can, everyone will see those. Um, so it's up to you to fold, bet, or whatever. So, but the D8 is secret. Okay. So 
You are a Delta D6. Go ahead and roll a D6 for me. Yep, I've got a D6 and a D4 rolled. Okay. What did you get for the D6? A six. Six. So let's roll for everyone else. Where? Oh, maybe I should have brought out my dice before I played, but you know. But I really have ADHD if I was prepared all the time. Jorce instantly just gets a a, a one. Mm-hmm. Boris has a six. Um, Carrie gets a five. And Angela gets a four. Yeah. So Angela will fold. <coughs> okay. Um, the rest of them will stay in. They'll they'll place their bets. They'll they'll up they they'll call for fifty. So fifty more gold. What is Billy's pot right now? Billy's pot. You're looking at it. It's easily like. 1500 gold pieces here Ah, okay like just a ton of money on the table here okay what would you like to do um well i don't know the rules to the game so (laughs) oh yes um so basically once the d4 is rolled um everyone will have to reveal their hands so they'll get the d4 dealt to them whoever gets the d4 dealt will all reveal the hands whoever has the highest um will um, we'll win the pot, basically. So, of all three dice, yes, Got yes. All, all three right. dice added together. Oh, yeah. Now, if you have, if all three dice are the same value, that's above got just it. getting the highest number. So, got it, got it. Okay. Um. Yeah. She'll. We'll absolutely put fifty to stay in. Okay. All right. So you'll stay in. Mm-hmm. We still have the three men in. Mm-hmm. And the D4 will be rolled. Okay. Mine's a two. Two. Boris will get a one. No, Joris will get a one. Boris gets a three. And Carrie gets a one. Okay. So they all reveal. Um, let's see. What was your total? My total is eight plus six plus two for 16. Uh, you will win the pot. And uh, they all grumble that they all have lost to a commoner. Uh, <laughs> but they, they'll try and keep their composure, but you can see them like kind of shift in their seats a little bit upset um, seeing their money. Uh, and of course, 20% of that pot goes to the house. So ah, Joris isn't too mad, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, you know, the house always wins. So that's how it goes. <laughs> but behind the dealer, you see something on all fours crawling, something dark, something mangy, covered in feathers. And it's you hear a familiar voice saying, Yeah, yeah, this is good. I like this. I mean, it is possible someone might notice her narrow her eyes. Um, she's pretty good at not showing things like that, but mm-hmm. it's possible. Make a deception check. Mm-hmm. Natural 20 for a 27. Okay. Yeah, no one will notice you kind of narrow your eyes as this. You see the two eyes from these two raven-like eyes on this creature. Um, 
the dog-like body kind of just circling this table, looking at you and saying, look at you showing up, these pompous, the word left me, (laughs) these pompous fools. They think they're more powerful than you. You can show them. You have more than they have. You could she tell doesn't them actually right disagree here. with that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Again, sort of an imperceptible nod, I suppose. She doesn't think yeah. the, the critter's wrong right now. <laughs> no. But he will circle. So for now, we'll just let that scene. The the hands will continue. Um and you easily just start taking their money from them. You start winning hand after hand. Um you know, sometimes you have to fold, but you're very strategic about it. You you don't lose hardly any money in this. Yeah, um, and she watched the way that Billy played, so she's going to try to play like Billy. Like, yeah. win enough to make a point, but not enough to be a problem. Um, you know, has a very high insight, very high persuasion. That's all gambling is. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and they, these guys aren't good gamblers. They're trying to also, like, one-up each other while playing. And so they're like somewhat concerned about you, but they're more concerned about each other. And Angela folds more hands than she plays, like plays through. Um, she seems to just be there to smoke and drink some. And there's like a steady, just like level of drinks coming to her uh, side. And she's just dropping chips on the, uh, on the uh, trays of these waiters coming by. Um. Boris is getting annoyed at certain points as he is, you know, as he loses hands and things. And uh, he definitely seems to be, as you see their dynamic, Boris seems to be the kind of like odd man out. Mm-hmm. Um, he just controls all the trees in a forested part of the Southern Reach. So he gets a seat at the table because they need him to be at this table. Right. <laughs> Not because they want him to be. Um so yeah, what is everyone else doing? Is there is there anything else anyone wanted to do? When Billy left the table, Fenzirus would have followed to keep an eye on him, at least as far as going to I don't know, if he went off to the restroom, obviously she's not gonna follow him in, but follows to the door. Okay. Trying to be a good bodyguard yeah yeah you could you easily follow him through and he says uh, he'll actually kind of catch up you'll kind of intercept him on the way there and he says everyone having fun uh yeah boss everything seems so much fun all these other bodyguards hanging out and chatting Hopefully not too much fun now. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Just uh, enjoying a papaya uh, frozen drink. You ever seen one of these? Yeah, the, the that fine bartender called it a daiquiri. Daiquiri, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's, it's, it's really good. I have never had anything like it. You said it was papaya? Yep. Um... He says, I'll have to have me a couple more now that I know what it is. And uh, he, he'll go into the restroom. And... <laughs> All right. 
and Fenceris will stand watch outside of the restroom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Grief, was there anything else you wanted to do? Um, nothing I can think of, honestly. I'm really just trying to blend. Billy wants us to blend. I'm doing the best I can. I'm feeling very out of place in this very, very foreign setting. Mm -hmm. Now, um, it doesn't seem like a lot of people brought bodyguards. Like, they might have one or two, like, valets or something, but they're mostly staying, like, towards the front or, you know, with the carts or things like that. Um, It seems like Billy and Princess Ursula are kind of uh, unique in this situation of bringing an entourage and security here. Um, as Which makes sense, they're royal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's where we should take a break. Okay. Let's take a little break and we'll come back in uh, 10 to 15 minutes and continue with our little casino heist here. Fantastic. Thanks, y'all. All right. See y'all in a bit. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you had a good little break. Got some drink, got a snack, uh, got up and uh, moved in whatever way makes sense for you. And now we'll continue with our little casino heist. So Merlin, you're sitting with uh, Princess Ursula and... A man with kind of long hair, long greasy hair, pulled back, uh, very nice, like, uh, very nice suit, just comes and sits by you. He says, he tells the bartender, he says, just have a rum, and uh, gets his drink, and he says, he kind of turns to the princess and says, to you, your majesty, and go ahead and roll me, you can roll history, or you can roll insight. Mm. I'll do history. Okay. 14. 14. You would recognize this as Jax Fletcher based on the description of what others have told you because you've never actually seen this man. <laughs> this is the son of Jorce Fletcher who is at the table with Gift. This mm. is your primary target here. It's Well, I would spend some time with you, but uh, I do apologize. I need to make the rounds here and make sure everything's in order. And he uh, downs his drink, kind of impolitely slams it onto the table and makes his way around. And Billy uh, comes out of the bathroom, (laughs) the restroom, uh, kind of adjusting, like buttoning his armor back up as he comes out. and. Um, his sword still dangling at his side Uh, and he says and that's about the time that Fen I believe you would spot uh, Jax as well in this upper VIP area Uh, we got a person of interest 10 o'clock heads up he says So, Billy says, all right, well, then we should maybe get things in motion then. He says, I'll go uh, take my place where I belong. 
and I'll let I'll let our friends know. Very good. Gift, you've been sitting at this table a little while while Billy was doing his thing. It's been a few hands, and this creature is just breathing down your neck and saying, you could just end all of this, all this charade right here. You've become quite capable. You're muted. Ah, hardware mute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, she nods imperceptibly. Um, I assume that that was a telepathic message from Finn. Um, I don't think Finn said. Yeah, Finn didn't send any message. Um, that the what? What was? Where's the confusion here? Oh, I thought the ten o'clock thing was sent via the telepathic chat. Oh, uh, did you? You know, I wasn't thinking that. I was aiming it at <laughs> at Billy, but <laughs> never mind. Then that's fine. I just misunderstood. It just seemed like, oh, that must be what's coming over the radio. <laughs> that would be logical. However, that didn't come to my head, and therefore, I don't think it's fair to say that came from Fred's right. head either. <laughs> okay. Um, so she we have a lo- oh, we do we do have a lot of space to retcon things as we didn't have a planning session. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's up to you. No, no that's fine. Anymore. Yeah, it just uh, impacts it impacts things just a little bit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she nods imperceptibly. Um. And she's she looks around to notice and notices. I assume that Billy has come out of the restroom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, after this hand, um, she will take Billy's pot and, you know, excuse herself from the table. All of her winnings, she will hand to the dealer. Okay. And she will excuse herself. Yeah, as you get up from the table, um, the the creature kind of takes like a full gallop across this VIP floor up to Jack's Fletcher. And says, now this one, this one's very interesting. Uh, about watching. that time, everybody in the, on, on the floor here is in their head. Uh, we got a Jax Fletcher sighting uh, on the main, on the uh, VIP floor. Once again, we got a Jax Fletcher sighting. I'll be on my way. And I will nonchalantly make my way. Yep, you roll uh, your way up there. Go ahead. Are we all headed toward Jax? So let's back up a second. What is the plan here when Jax has entered the floor? Considering that it seems like Billy believes that something should be happening. So what was the agreement amongst you? You're back in Billy's apartment planning things out. Um, Well, I I say apartment, but he has like a whole townhome. That's what it is. So, um, So he says... Billy says, now we need to decide where where does Mr. Jax need to be to make this as fluid as possible? Do we need to make sure that Jax is implicated in this, or do we need to make sure he is nowhere near this? Billy says, now I'm sure the the witnesses will make statements as to uh, Mr. Fletcher's dealings. I'll see fit that that makes it 
its way to uh, the highest authorities. All right. Um, well, I'm thinking one person. I think it's going to be most important when the action goes down and uh, our friends make things happen for us to be having eyes on Jax without him seeing it. Because he might, it might be in his mind right away that something bigger is going on. I might be giving him too much credit, but he might think, I better go see to uh, the prisoners and therefore go that direction, which might be our lead to get down there. Mm-hmm. Really? Um, Vita says, sounds good. If he's not near the vault, that makes things easier for us. Sounds like he's not a, he's no chump. He's full of himself, not necessarily a chump. He did get turned into a bugbear by a witch, though. Bugbear? Owlbear. I forget which. Anyway, some sort of bear. Um, the, uh, hold on. I'll remember her name in a second. One of, so, um, Lynn, the wizard uh, in Vita's party, will say, in Albert? Or uh, now, this is an important distinction. We need to determine this. Was it a, was it a, a bugbear or an owlbear? Very, very different bears. I'm, I'm aware of. Um, it's an owlbear, very... right? <laughs> oh, interesting. I wonder what it'd be like to, to be turned into an owlbear. And she writes down, she starts like making arcane scribblings in her <laughs> in her weird book. And um, so Billy says, All right, sounds like the plan is as soon as we see Jax here on the we see Jax on the gambling floor, we proceed with the plan and keep him from getting to important places so we can get there first. Sounds good. Um so we are back on the floor here. Um, how are you all reacting to Jax being here? Merlin's eyes are are squinting very intensely, and they're becoming more and more bloodshot. <laughs> I think Ben forgets herself a little bit, I, I, just realizing, oh, hey. That guy's totally going to recognize me. <laughs> and so she tries to disappear against walls as much as possible. All right, yeah. Go ahead and give me a stealth check. Ooh, 14 plus numbers. Uh, that is a 25. <laughs> Definitely some numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with a 25, yeah, you just, like, somehow there's always a waiter with a big tray of something in front of you. Like, it's just, um, as you make your way around, um, everyone can make stealth checks if they want to, if they want to remain hidden. But you can make a charisma stealth check instead of a um, dexterity stealth check if you want to. Um, what does that mean? So if you are proficient in stealth, you can add your proficiency, but you can use the modifier for either set. Yeah. 
Um, so because Gift looks like an entirely different person, she's not really that worried about stealth. She is going to go and run right into Jax. And her goal is to knock him off of balance enough that she can slip the poison that's in her left hand into his drink. Right, and you did buy poison ahead of time. You're Excellent. damn right I did. <laughs> yes. I'm going to say that this is... Hmm. I'm inclined to say it's acrobatics or sleight of hand. I believe I'm equally bad at both. <laughs> I'll um, give you advantage because he does not see this coming at all. So fair enough. Um, I'm going to go ahead and try to argue for persuasion here because I am theatrically falling into him and trying to keep his attention. I'll allow it. Excellent. With advantage. Come on, dice. Do something useful. That is a 26. Okay. <laughs> what, so play that out. How does that look when you... Oh, like, absolutely. <laughs> um, I usually go with a half-elf. This is a different half-elf because he might know one of the half-elves. <laughs> so this is a substantially more attractive half-elf. Usually she goes for very plain. And she's going for very not plain. Um, she is going to be playing up being just shy of like awestruck by the sort of goings on. Um, but when she hits him, she's going to hit him pretty hard. Like she's going to fall with her knee right into the back of his knee. Um, she does you know, she's no damage here, but she wants it to be front and center. He's paying attention to the fact that this woman just fell all over him as she falls her left wrist will brush his glass, dropping in the poison, um, and then she'll get up and profusely apologize, um, look completely demure, and as quickly as possible, get out of the way. Oh, I can't hear you, Mal. Yeah, Zoom warned me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you bump into him and he says, whoa, oh, oh, hey, oh, is everything okay? Where's the fire? She immediately says, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, my left knee gave out. It's these shoes. She points to the very expensive shoes that are not for walking and says, I'm terribly sorry. He says, and that's okay. Um, you're with uh, Sir Bo. He's like, he, he picks some, he kind of like makes sure his drink is still okay, looks at it a little bit, and he kind of straightens himself up. He takes a small sip of his drink and he says, you're with, uh, you're with Sir Bones, aren't you? She nods and actually looks at the princess and says, oh, I'm sorry for causing a ruckus. And the princess says, no worries from me, dear. And she like is just like slowly like nursing this whiskey, like <laughs> watching all this happen with just like there's a slight smile in her face, like about all this. Um she and... turns back to Jackson and says, It is truly a lovely casino and an honor to be here. Again, I apologize. Well, you just be careful now, okay? Of course. Try and she go ahead. He says, try and stay out from underfoot. And of course. And she will disappear into a crowd. <laughs> and he will take another sip of drink. I'm going to roll a constitution save for him. 
Yeah, you'll have to. I don't know what the what the poison was. It was random. <laughs> I'm running on vibes right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> was I in a a place where I could see this uh, interaction happen? One hundred percent. Okay, great. Then I'm going to use that perfect distraction uh, to get closer to the rest of the members of my party because I feel like I am very obvious and I'm a little nervous that uh, Jax is going to see me, but I don't want to uh, use my disguise ability quite yet. So I'm just going to use his uh, very much distraction to try and make my way aware around. Okay. Yeah, and he's completely distracted. He doesn't notice. Um, like, after that big whole thing, <laughs> he's just, like, looking for someone to seem important to now. Um, because it didn't make him look good. Like, he, it, like part of the drink, like, kind of spilled on him a little. Like, you know, it wasn't a good scene. So he's, like, cleaning himself up, trying to save face. So he doesn't notice Finn or you uh, come up here. So, well, I mean... No one can notice Fen. So, <laughs> PSA, kids: No matter how much bigger your target is than you, if you hit them in the back of the knee, they will stumble. Oh, true. <laughs> uh, you know, going to middle school taught me that. That's what we used to do all the time: like kick his B one the back of the knee, just people go down. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> God, kids are mean. Anyway. <laughs> Um, I wonder where they learn it. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, escapism. <laughs> oh, anyway, so, um, yeah, you're making your way up. Um, you're just kind of keeping an eye on him as he, um, he kind of goes up and he like he makes his his way over to his father. And let's kind of whisper something to his father. And then starts making rounds and shaking hands and keeping face with people. So the music is still playing here. And then the whole place rumbles, <laughs> just shakes on its axis. And you know that is your cue to jump into action. The dust comes from the ceiling as things settle. The arcane lights in here flicker for a moment. Um, there are screams and people rustling. Some people flee for the door immediately. Um, there's chaos on the lower floor, the lower gambling floor. What would you like to do? Uh, Finn immediately goes into guard position for uh, Billy. And takes him towards the door. Okay. Billy says, Now what on earth could that be? And um, he's not trying to be too uh, convincing. <laughs> he gets up and like, you come up to him and uh, you start escorting him towards the door? Uh, yes. As per the plan. Okay. We must keep our VIP safe. Yeah, as, as I come around and, and, and Billy says that, I will respond with, uh, sir, we better get you out of here. Let's go. 
Um, go ahead. Sorry, the uh, tall, elegant half-elf goes behind a screen or a uh, tall chair, and a person in the uniform of the people who work here walks out and heads right for the kitchen. Because <laughs> there will be a way down to the cellar from the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> Good point. And this is all per the plan. So you all make it look like you're exiting with... Uh, um, now, the princess says, um, um, Merlin, you would instinctually know as the princess casts mage armor on herself. Mm-hmm. Doing the hand symbols and casting quietly casting a spell on herself um and she says she kind of gets up off the chair dusts herself off a little bit um grabs your arm merlin and says now won't you walk me out it it's an honor your <laughs> highness so we start walking out and um as she gets you closer to her she says now, I assume my fiancé will need you once we're on the floor. I should be fine from there. And she will um, she will hand you a small stone. And she says, this should give you a little bit of protection. And it is a stone that will allow you to cast major armor on yourself once per day. Nice. Oh, you are so generous. Thank you. Just make sure he stays alive. <laughs> Not that I wouldn't raise him up to marry him anyway. <laughs> Ooh, powerful cleric. <laughs> <laughs> as um, as I'm making my way into the kitchens, looking for the sort of the back rooms mm-hmm. um, that to head might make my way downward. Um, I'm going to broadcast with my mind, Shadow. I'm sure you're skulking around. Let's talk. Um, you come into these kitchens and there's like pots of racks, there's rows of um, ovens and stoves. Um, there are kobolds and goblins working these kitchens and various other creatures. And there are kind of human overseers in here watching everything. And they're telling them, keep working. And But the creature is lurking like in one of the like pot racks above the thing, just kind of watching and surveying. As she keeps walking, she spots spots it and says, you're right. I can't believe I'm saying it, but you're right. This is pompous and pointless and eating up enormous amounts of resources and it could be better used by people like me. Yes, yes now that's what we need. So I have a job to do, and I suppose it'll be easier if I actually let you do what we agreed upon. <laughs> Let's just see if you can keep up your end of the bargain, then. She nods imperceptibly. <laughs> okay. It, it draws ever, just ever so slightly closer to you. So the rest of you are all out on the floor. Um, but you know you need to make your way to the basement. Um, give me perception checks. Um, Merlin, Fen, and Grief. Uh, 
That's a five. I got an eight. You an said eight. perception? Yes. Twelve. Twelve. With a twelve, you notice that Jax is, after making sure his father is like making his way to one of the uh, back VIP areas to maybe have a different route out of here, um, he makes a beeline to one of the servants' exits and kind of just shuts, he opens the door and shuts the door behind him as he makes his way somewhere else in this labyrinthine place. Mm-hmm. We cut away for just a moment to see a human wizard, a dwarf cleric, and a <laughs> tiefling monk um, just like punching guards in a human fighter like Vitha in her uh, red with her sword and shield just like keeping guards back. Um, <coughs> uh, Brett, uh, the dwarven cleric, is just... Um, putting money from the vault into a bag, just shoveling it in and just like making a big show of like stealing all these things. Uh, Bree is leaping off of walls and punching guards in the face. Like there is a whole scene going on at this vault. Um, Lynn is casting some sort of like haste magic on everyone, just trying to keep everything going along. So we cut back to you all on the floor there is screaming and chaos still uh in everyone in the team's heads you hear does anyone have eyes on jacks uh and out loud you hear fen saying all right everyone to the exit it's we no one knows what's happening but we should calmly safely please move to the exit it's gonna be for your safety did i happen to see where jacks went you you were the only one who saw Okay, then I will, um, yeah. Uh, then I will say back in Finn's head, yeah, uh, he went through the door at whatever time the door is at. <laughs> yeah, it's on, uh, we'll say, the western wall in the VIP area. It's one of these servant stores. 10-4. <clears throat> She makes a show of going, okay, on this building, are there any other entrances that we see aside from this main entrance? So, um, as far as just, like, where the public can enter and everything, mm-hmm. um, no, there's not. It, that's the, um, the front entrance is basically a series of, like, four double doors. Um, that can all be open in various configurations. Um, they are all open tonight. Gotcha. So um, it seems like the servants might come from a different area, but it's going to be on the other side of the labyrinthine uh, servants' areas. Okay. Um, what is the general mood of the public here? Not guards, but like the, the general populace. The general, give me an insight check. Well, insight. Oh, wow. Insight's low. 13. 13? Um, there, there are various consensus. Some people are scared for their lives. Um, an explosion just happened um, and are just, they are just running as fast as they can. There's 
there's a few people who are like trying to get a last drink before evacuating, but are like being told by the bouncers, no, we need to get out of here. Um, the bartenders are like scared to leave a little bit. They're not sure what to do. They're not being told by the people here what's going on. So they're like, if people are asking for drinks, they're trying to make them, but you can tell they're like scared and not working as well as they want to. Um, the waiters have all scattered. Um, a couple of them have been like knocked down in the, in the fray here. Um, but mostly people are scared. Some people are a little bit like they don't want to stop the party. Gotcha. Um, then I'd like to shoot back to a planning session previously. Okay. If we could. Mm-hmm. All right. So when everything is in full swing, we need a secondary distraction that keeps us on guard and in the building. Billy, do you have someone amongst your crew who could set something off that would distress people from exiting the building? Are you talking about like a secondary explosive? Yeah, something that like maybe our our um our um our, our, our the footman uh maybe set something off outside. Uh delayed reaction so they're nowhere near it when it goes off. Uh but something that will make us be able to say we need to find safety inside uh, this way, sir. Well, I do know of an excellent driver who can possibly help us. Uh, do you all know Rami? Rami, yeah. Uh, yeah, last we saw, he was uh, uh, hanging out outside while we went following into a cave. It was a whole thing. Anyway, yeah, we know Rami. <laughs> now, I know for a fact Rami can do some... Uh, I've seen him close doors with his brain. Mm. I bet he could shut all those doors at once. That would work. Okay, I like it. Good, good, good. Um, so, something happens. We keep you inside the building. We escort you. Who knows where? And in the panic, everyone's going every which way. So they don't notice us slip downstairs. Now that sounds like an excellent plan to me. So we'll cut back. And as everyone is, so the explosion happens. Everyone is um, running for the doors. There's screams and chatter and dust is falling from the ceiling. And outside there is just a regular guy, just a dude who's driving a cart. Um, he hears the explosion go off. He stands himself up, uh, tall, slender man, kind of brown hair. Um, and he takes a few steps forward, pulls both of his hands wide apart, collapse them together. All the doors shut and all the torches go out in the front of the casino as he casts thaumaturgy to shut all of them. Stick. 
people butt up against these doors. Got a real triangle, you know, shirtwaist factory thing going on here. Um, <laughs> as people just like are pushing themselves against these doors, uh, unable to leave the place, creating even more chaos as the bouncers are trying to like now pull themselves up through the front of the crowd in order to get these doors open. Um, less eyes on all of you. Oh, there seems to be some sort of danger outside. Um, no one panic. No one panic. This way, sir. We gotta go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm panicking. Yep. <laughs> Reverse psychology. <laughs> Everyone panic. <laughs> uh, and then, well, at least Fen is trying to slip her way towards the door that Grief pointed out. Okay. Now, yeah. are we... Now, are we wanting to follow Jax, or are we wanting to try and get to a basement? Now, um, Bree will have explained that there's multiple ways to get to this basement. Um, you can go through the kitchens. Basically, all roads from this place lead to an area where you can get to this basement. Because um, it's all like... It, there's like two layers underneath the casino. Um, the first layer is where basic servant stuff is um, in some servants quarters as well um, as the casino is often open. And, but below that is a basement. So you can probably find multiple paths to the same place. Okay, cool. Then I will lead us uh, in the direction of that door. Okay, uh, and then I will, as we go that way, I will just send a message in gifts direction saying, uh, "Party is heading for uh, servant quarters. Party is heading for servants' quarters. Just a heads up." If I'm in range, you know, sounds good. I think the range on that is—is is that the one that the range is one mile? It's it's something silly. Hang on, it's yeah, yeah I'm like it's pretty robust. <laughs> it's one of my favorite features. It's the psychic radio. It's good. Yeah, it's so good. Talk to me here. Come on. Because I had it in the first campaign I played, any campaign where nobody has it is so hard. One mile. One mile. Oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. it. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> yeah, it's psychic radio. It's the best thing ever. Um. Cool. So... You all make your way through. Um, the so as you, uh, Merlin, who do you follow in into the servants' areas? Do you go through the kitchen like gifted, or do you follow the other two? That because um, you were getting the the radio the signal that like where this door was that Jax went through. Do you want to follow through there? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, so you all follow through there. We'll come back to that gift. Um, this wasn't one of the pre-planned routes, um, but it was an easy route for you. I'm going to have you just make a quick, let's say survival check or um, or if an intelligence-based check is better for you. You can do that. Okay. Um, I'll, do, I'll do the survival check. Um, before I do that, once I'm alone, like downstairs, I am going to cast invisibility. Oh, okay. 
because apparently I'm trying to be a rogue without being a rogue. <laughs> Poisoning people and sneaking around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Survival. Regular roll. Seven. Seven? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's going to take... You might come up a little bit behind your teammates here. Um, but um but yeah you make your way through the um pe- there's becoming more chaos back here in the servants areas as people are trying to figure out what's going on you're invisible now no one's even gonna look for you mm-hmm. everyone's way too distracted so you can make your way through here pretty easily you go through uh pantries and cold storage root storage and like eventually find your way to just a series of corridors um and we'll make your way into more into the skunk works of this building um the rest of you um you find yourself in more like a break room type area there's some there's a place where they you know they keep some extra uniforms and trays and things like that up here um towels and things like that for various reasons it's kind of a break room area but everyone seems to have cleared out of this this area um but you it seems like there's only one way really out of this room and you follow down into uh, more corridors in this building i'd like to just casually grab a little bit of those random supplies like a tray and a towel and stuff it in my bag of holding okay easy enough to do um yeah you all run down and you come to you come to a door that leads to a a doorway that leads to a staircase down into a lower darker area of this dungeon of this well not dungeon i guess basement you don't hear it, but a few moments later, uh, Gift, you will uh, kind of, you will come just a moment after them, like, through. So, um, I will just broadcast, uh, well, I guess, how does it work? Can I talk back to Finn? Yep. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. All right, Finn, uh, you will hear, uh, I'm right behind you, but I'm invisible. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it goes to everyone. Like it's basically oh, like an open mic channel for all of the people it's connected to. Okay. Then I guess you would. Oh, go ahead. That's usually how we play it um, because it's just way easier. But strictly speaking, rules is written. It all goes to Fen. Fen is like the oh, central okay. hub. Yeah. Good to know. But I love the party line thing. Though. I don't even <laughs> want to mess with that. Just I just want to make that clear. I know rules is written. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's not what we're doing here. Gotcha. I know. I like the open party line. It's way more fun. Yeah. All right, well, then you would all hear that, and then a second later, there'll just be a light t- touch on your shoulder, Finn. Marlene exclaims, y'all, this is spooky. How far does do these corridors go down? Uh, it's a good question. The, the map we had was uh, very basic. Um, yeah, did Bree have any idea? Bree was unable to make it this far. It seems like this was heavily guarded at the times when she was uh, trying to patrol. (coughs) Looks like we are uh, making our way down here first, so. 
Uh, have we gone through any doorways? You'll have gone through uh, several doorways uh, by this point. Um, Once it feels like we are like well in it in the basement, Fen's going to use her ornamental spear uh, to close the door and if she can, jam it closed from this side. Yeah, that's easy enough to do. I'm not going to make you roll for it or anything like that. It's, um, it's pretty simple to do. Um, this uh, this ornamental staff is made of a nice hard wood, um, easily able to jam it in there. Right. Uh, it's not she's... really ornamental. It is a fully functional weapon. You just aren't proficient in it, so it's <laughs> ornamental to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yep, and then she's going to uh, pull out her rapier just because she can't see right now otherwise. Unless, Um, like, are there sconces? Yes, everything down here. So up in the casino, everything is, like, made with arcane light, Um, you know, permanent light spells. Everything down here in the servants' area is torches. Okay. In that case, rapier stays away so I don't create extra glow. Yep, Okay. Um, you are all at this doorway, this, uh, this portal down into a stairway down into dark basement. It goes beyond your dark vision, unless one of you has like 120 feet dark vision for some reason. (laughs) No, no, I don't think so. Don't have dark Um, vision at all. (laughs) Only one of you does. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, you... It goes, what would you like to do? You are now in uncharted territory. Now I pull out the rapier. <laughs> Ha-ha, a little bit late. <laughs> um, gonna ping with detect magic every 60 seconds. Okay. I'm using it as a radar because I can use it at will. So That's awesome. I figure I'll find a signature and I'll go towards it. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you, you initially don't detect anything, but if you are going down, you will eventually start feeling magic as you see the face of Jax Fletcher there waiting for you as this opens up into um, a chamber down below. And he says, now I thought I saw someone familiar up there. Didn't know quite what was going on, though. But now I see. And he has a black crown that is just oozing what looks to be acid on his hands. He's holding it in his hands. And he says, well, let's get this out of the way. And he puts it on his head and the ooze drips down his face. As his skin begins to turn to scales, his mouth comes longer, and he shifts into a draconic form, a black draconic form. At times, it's half man, half dragon, but eventually forms as wings sprout from him, and he becomes a full-size dragon, and he roars. And that's where we're going to end tonight's session. Awesome.
this was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I sincerely enjoy playing this game with y'all. I'm glad we're back at it. Um, We'll see what happens next time. So um, I guess we'll go ahead and do our sign-offs. So uh, Silver. Hey everybody, I am Silver underscore Bulette here on Twitch as well as on YouTube. If you go over to YouTube, you're going to see all of the back catalog of Capes and Caverns, which is a uh, superhero Dungeons and Dragons uh, game that I created and then am running a playtest through with my friends. Uh, we air it every other week, kind of here on Twitch. So Mondays at 8.30 p.m. Pacific. But you can find everything we did for season one over on YouTube. And most of season two. Awesome. Uh, Penny. Hello. Um, you can find me on YouTube at Outmouse Labs. I do Ruby programming tutorials, JavaScript programming tutorials, game design, um, and RPG Maker and Dragon Ruby Engine uh, walkthroughs. So if you're interested in coding games, it's very beginner-friendly. Awesome. Tara. Hi, I'm Tara. Um, I'm a mod for a Twitch account called Cooking DJ, which is a unique audiovisual experience. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Um, Soliquy. Hey, friends. You can find me on most platforms under the username FatSafficBro. I make a variety of content. I mostly hang out on TikTok, so you're welcome to come join me. Awesome. And I'm Archangelic. You can find me here uh, Sunday nights at 7.30, most Sunday nights at 7.30, running this game, The Era of the Dragons, for these wonderful people here. You can also find uh, many links for me on my website, archangelic.space. Um, if you've missed any of our games, you can check them out on YouTube. The link is in the chat, um, and it's also in the description uh, of the channel. Um, we also have a podcast version of this game that I'm still way behind on editing because I'm also working on a new project that I'm going to have more information about soon. Um, I'll let y'all know as soon as that's ready to go. Um, I think, oh, lastly, thank you, Dot User, our producer, for helping us stream this show. We could not do this without you. We appreciate you so much. Um, thank you all again for tuning in. Uh, we love you, and we hope to see you next week. Bye, y'all.